The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello and welcome to the Hoop Ball DFS Today podcast. I am your host Mike Pacha, joined by my good buddy Keith. Uh, Keith, this is only our, our you know we're, we're we're warming up now. This is our second or third show together. We've been talking for a little while now, uh, but man, I'm glad to have you here. We're here to break down this wonderful January third. It's a beautiful Sunday slate. We got two two different slates. We got a showdown, and then we have a seven game main card. Uh, but how was your new year? Uh, Rang of the new year. 2020 is gone. Good riddance. I think uh, everybody's pretty much on the same page with that one. Uh, but how are you doing, my good friend? Doing great. Happy New Year, everybody. Uh, my second time through the layup line, just getting warmed up, like you said. That's a uh, winning catch fire here, so I'm feeling it. Absolutely. And uh, that's that's the goal right now. I mean, shout out to Bratton. Uh, you know, another if you guys listen to the show, you already know who Bratton Eckersley is. Uh, crushed, absolutely crushed his layup line uh, for that New Year's slate. So uh, I can tell you one thing. I am glad I did not. I was not on shift. I was not on a podcast. I was not on a layup line because uh, I was nursing a pretty, a pretty uh, wicked hangover that next day. Uh, it, I, I was not myself until probably mid afternoon. It was a rough one. Um, so I probably did, a, I would have done a disservice to anybody that would have been reading that. So Breton, uh, he really took that one by the horns and, and knocked it out of the park, but we're going to jump into things in a moment. Uh, before we do just a quick shout out to our presenting sponsor, mind, uh, manscaped. Um, if you guys have not checked out the, the new product, it is, I should get the sirens blaring new product alert. Uh, they released the weed whacker, the nose and ear hair trimmer. Uh, you just take a look in the mirror, and I guarantee you'll see all those hairs sticking out of your ears and your nose. Uh, it's time to keep your ears and, ne- and nose hair looking as nice as uh, your clean-shaven beard. Uh, so whatever way you want to do it, um, I would recommend using the the Weed Whacker uh, because the tweezers, everything else, it's painful. It's not that easy. Uh, use the Manscaped promo code. Go over there. Use the promo code HOOPBALL20. That's H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L. Two zero, you get twenty percent off plus free shipping off your entire purchase. Get that weed whacker, trim your nose hairs, uh, and you'll will look like a better man. Uh, it also makes for a great gift. So maybe it's not for you, no worries. I'm sure whoever you purchase it for, they will be ecstatic, and you'll be ecstatic because you would have saved twenty percent plus free shipping on it with promo code hoopball two zero. And then a nice little shout out to mybookie.ag. Uh, they are the tried and true sponsor for just about everything we do over here at Hoopball. And it's simply because it's easy to back them. They're an absolutely fantastic company with fantastic product. Uh, so, guys, go over there. Check out mybookie.ag. Use that promo code Hoopball. Uh, they will give you a nice little deposit match, a 50% deposit and up to $1,000. So, you will be happy to that. And, you know, whatever it may be, guys, whether you want to do table games, have every single table game you can imagine that is a fully fledged uh at your fully fledged casino nearby you could play all those good stuff their doors never close or you could jump on their fantastic lines which uh let me tell you they also do little free bonuses here and there which is practically passing out free money so go over there use the promo code hoopball and you will get that 50 percent uh deposit match guys so check them out we'll jump into this we have a Showdown slate to talk about first it is the Boston Celtics going against the Detroit Pistons. This game's going to take place at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It'll be in Detroit. Uh, as far as injuries are concerned, for uh, we'll talk about the Celtics first. Kemba Walker, uh, he's still out. He's still nursing that injury. We'll probably be looking at at least another month or so. And then Javante Green, he's been dealing. He's going to miss the next couple of games due to uh, COVID-19 related tracing or symptoms. I'm not too sure exactly which one. Uh, and then on the Detroit side of the ball, Blake Griffin's being considered questionable. He missed the last one with that concussion. Uh, we saw the rookie Sadiq Bay star, and he could not miss a shot. He was on fire. Uh, he was a great value play. Um, so we'll start off with this Boston Celtics team. Uh, they looked like they just couldn't get the uh, you know the, the the wheels spinning early on against Detroit. Detroit was really just pouring it on them. Uh, how do you expect them to kind of bounce back in this one? And what are you expecting from the Celtics team? Expecting uh, definitely a bounce back. Uh, Celtics probably. It was just like the night with the uh, the Bucks, the night against the Heat. I mean, they played back to back, and 
we had a blowout the one way and then the next day blowout for uh for the heat so i'm expecting the celtics to come back uh rebound jalen brown jason Tatum will be on alert marcus smart um I mean, they're they're too good. They're too good of a team to lose to the Pistons back to back. So I'm expecting definitely a bounce back game from Boston. For sure. Um, I I you know the two top guys you mentioned, Tatum Brown. I I very much think both these guys are in play. If I had to pick one of them, I'll probably lead Brown. Uh, it just figures like to me that Jeremy Grant just seems to be that matchup that could easily guard Tatum. Um, you know, we talk about Tatum's size, athleticism, uh, speed, and quickness, and uh, Grant is that kind of uh, defensive profile uh, to a T. Uh, so I'll take uh, whatever mismatch Brown may have, whether it's dealing with some Josh Jackson, uh, whatever it may be. I will take that. And then Marcus Smart, I don't mind him. He did start in that last one, was playing point guard for them. Uh, much prefer him playing point guard than I do playing off ball. So for that reason, I you know I do think Smart's in play. But let's talk about the center position because uh, right now Tristan Thompson's coming in and the cheapest out of the bunch between Robert Williams, Daniel Tice. Uh, you know, barring any news prior, he should probably be expected to handle the majority of the minutes. So, um, you know, he just feels like he's the staple kind of cash one if you're looking at that. And if you're playing the tournaments and you want to take a flyer, um, I wouldn't mind taking a flyer on a guy like Williams. Um, you know, Tice can not too far off, but I just prefer Williams due to the point per minute upside. Uh, but that's kind of how I'm looking at those guys as well. Did you have any thoughts on the big guys? Uh, on the Boston side, like you say, that's pretty much – Hundred percent accurate. Couldn't say it any better. Um, on Detroit, I've noticed Isaiah Stewart. He's come in. Jaleel Okafor didn't get any minutes last game, and Isaiah Stewart has come in looking like a solid play. And his pricing is extremely low. So I'm not sure if I'm getting off topic by jumping to the Pistons centers there. Nah, I'm ready, man. Let's you, do it. I think you summed it up perfectly on the on the Celtics centers. I couldn't have said it any better. So jumping to the Celtics, uh, the Pistons side of the ball. Isaiah Stewart is somebody. I mean, at that dirt, dirt cheap price, he's somebody I got. I got my eye on. Yeah, and I think he makes a lot of sense, especially in the game script scenario. Because I didn't mention it, and I should have off the top. This game's coming in at two thirteen and a half uh, game total, and Boston's being favored by eight points. So eight points is enough to you know you don't ever want to just totally game script ah blah 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 blah. But if you're playing in tournaments, if you're looking for an edge in a, in a showdown slate, you're gonna have to differentiate, and you might want to take that into an account. And um, I think he makes a ton of sense in that, especially if Blake Griffin's ruled out. Um, you know, you can expect extended run for uh, for guys like um, you know Sadiq Bay as well. Stewart would get the run. Uh, we'd probably see McKayla extra run. Um, those would be the guys I'd be looking for in that blowout type scenario. Um, and then, you know, Grant's getting up there in price. I get it. It's just hard to ignore how good this guy really is. He's just been balling out. So until the train starts to slow down, I don't mind looking at Grant. I don't mind looking at Plumley. Uh, Plumley is an absolutely fantastic play in this spot. Uh, the Celtics have always been atrocious against the opposing centers and they, you know, Tristan Thompson bringing him in. It uh, doesn't really scare me off. You just came off a 17-rebound game in 30 minutes against them. So I anticipate we're looking at another solid performance from Plumlee. Um, I don't mind looking at either one of those guys. And then Josh Jackson. So I'll probably keep it at, you know, Bay if we see Griffin out. Uh, then a little Josh Jackson, a little Grant, a little Plumlee. If you want to take a shot on Derrick Rose, I wouldn't mind it. But I, I probably would look elsewhere. And then, uh, like you talked about, some Stewart and some uh, some McCaleck, uh if you're game scripting this one to get out of hand. But... That's all I really have. I know I just kind of breezed right through that, but who else did you want to talk about in Detroit, if anybody? Josh Jackson, he was my – I was loving him at that dirt cheap price uh, as well. I mean, watching the preseason, I, I just – I could tell right away that he was, he was bringing his A game. He's actually a Michigan native, born in Michigan, so he's happy to be home. He's still at a reasonable price. Jeremy Grant has flew up. Uh, but Josh Jackson is somebody I'm going to key on at uh, 2,000 less than Jeremy Grant. Yeah, he's uh, he's an absolute point-per-minute type of guy. He can actually score. He just makes a lot of dumb basketball mistakes. Uh, and, you know, he's had some off-the-court issues as well. Uh, but when it comes to fantasy, there's, there's nothing you can really say about it. You know, turnovers and percentages, yeah, I get that. Uh, but, you know, we don't care about percentages. It's DFS, so let him chuck. Uh, I'm perfectly cool with that, but. Let's slide over, man. Let's keep it moving now. We're uh, we're actually, you know, I feel like we're cruising. Uh, so we'll get to the main slate. We have the Washington Wizards traveling to Brooklyn to take on uh, the Nets. And this is going to be a good one. High total. 
242 total. Uh, Brooklyn being favored by nine points. Uh, we'll talk about Washington first. The away team in this one, Russell Westbrook side out that last one. We saw Raul Neto uh, draw the start. Uh, we've kind of been seeing that every single you know back-to-back where Westbrook sits. Neto does draw that start, plays plenty of minutes, but uh, he'll probably be resorted back to a bench role. Uh, everybody else, uh, Rui Hachimura, as we know, the conjunctivitis. He had the massive, uh, the dirty pink eye, uh, the dirty pillows, um, you know, whatever it may have been. Uh, he had some conjunctivitis that they were saying was going to take three weeks, and it only took about uh, three days. So whatever it was, uh, it cleared it up pretty quickly. And then we'll slide over to the Brooklyn side of the ball. And as of right now, uh, there's no one uh, being listed on the injury report outside of uh, Nick Claxton and Spencer Dinwiddie. So we'll start off with this Washington Wizards team. You know, it's it's pretty simple for me when everybody's healthy. Uh, but I'll let you get the lead on this one. Yeah, definitely simple. When uh, when everybody's healthy, you got Russell Westbrook, Bradley Beal. They're both – their usage rates are through the roof. Thomas Bryant has even uh, made a name for himself. His price has started to rise, but uh, he's still in play at a reasonable 6,600. Too bad, uh, you know, Russell Westbrook, he – he thinks a triple-double is a win, so he's taking Thomas Bryant's rebounds. Uh, they're 0-4 with Westbrook, 1-1 one and, uh, one and one without him. Um, but still for daily, 10200 that's still a good price. He's going to get you upwards in the 50s, 60, pretty much book it. Got to play some Westbrook, uh, Bradley Beal. In a high-scoring game like this, it's a good pair. You could even pair the two up. Um, other than that, Rui Hachimura is back on the scene. And, uh, like you said, I don't know. I, I'm not really feeling Hachimura too much. He's, he's okay, but he just doesn't get the usage. So those would be the three that I'm looking at on Washington and, uh, tournaments. It's simple for me, man. It's, uh, yeah, you, I love everything you said and I'm playing Westbrook and that's it. It's when Westbrook's playing on this team, you, he's eating Thomas Bryant's, uh, rebounds. Um, you know, he's eaten into the usage. He's eaten to Beal's peripheral stats when you're talking about assists. Um, and then you talk about, you know, Hachimura coming back. Well, now you, we got a little bit of a logjam in the front court between him and Bertans. Uh, they like to play a VG at the four, but, you know, now they'll slide him down to the three. Well, they like to play Troy Brown at the three here and there for a couple minutes a game as well. Uh, so it becomes a little bit of a logjam. So I'm just going where the usage is. I'm going to go where the triple doubles are. Um, you hit it. You know, it looks like a floor of 50. We know he's got that 60 plus. Great for cash games. I think he's a rock-solid play for tournaments. If you wanted to pivot off the tournaments, I get that. Um, but that's it. it. It's just Westbrook for me on uh, the Wizards. So we'll slide over to Brooklyn. Uh, the Nets, you know, this is a little bit of a different story. Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, this they, they look great. Uh, Durant looks like, you know, Achilles what? Uh, doesn't even matter at this point. Um, he looks like old Durant. And, you know, I, I think it's kind of probably about 85, 90. There's still a little left in the tank that we're going to see come – but at 9300 I think that's just a fantastic price. Kyrie Irving at 9K feels right about right. Uh, but why don't you talk about some of these guys over here on Brooklyn that, you know, if I'm playing Russell Westbrook, who am I looking to run it back with, if anybody? Joe Harris looks like a good run back. He's um, earning that earning that contract he signed. It's good for, I mean, cash games, you're paying 5700 You can count on about 30 points from uh, Joe Harris is a solid option. Uh, I'm not... I'm not going to look at DeAndre Jordan at all. He's not getting the minutes. Uh, Jared Allen is a good run back option. He's uh, 5,600 going against Thomas Bryant. He has a great matchup. Uh, Kevin Durant has talked him up. He's actually, I think he's second in the league in rebounds before tonight's uh, round of games. He was second in the league in rebounds, I believe. He had uh, 14, looking at the box score here, 13, 15, and 14 rebounds. So, if I'm going to run it back, I, I'd go with uh, Jared Allen, maybe Joe Harris. Uh, those are good good little uh, peripheral calls, too. I mean, yeah, it, it, ideally, we'd all love to run it back and just play, you know, KD and Westbrook, but this is uh, it's a sizable slate, and, you know, we might want to spend our, our money elsewhere. Uh, but it does make sense from a game, uh, game script and game stack scenario. If you did want to roll something like that, that out there, I would not knock that one bit. Um, in fact, I probably will do it in at least one lineup. I do like Joe Harris. You touched it on 5,700. That's a rock-solid price. You talked about him. He's got at least 30-plus points in the past three games. Uh, and it's coming off a great shooting. Uh, yes, one of those games, he shot six of eight from deep. That's a little, you know, 
he's not going to shoot that every game. He's looking like he's probably a low 40% three-point shooter, but he's still one of the best three-point shooters in the league. So don't be shocked if he's going to knock him out of the clip. This is a high, uh, high-scoring high game. Um, I would expect you uh, us to see at least a few uh, open looks for Joe Harris. And it's so easy for him to get them, too, with Kyrie and KD creating on their own. Uh, it's it's hard. You know, you, you lose track of Harris. Uh, he's good at moving without the ball, too. Uh, next thing you know, the dude's spotting up, and, you know, you, you can't close out. There's no point even trying. So... Uh, I like that call. I won't be playing any Levert. Um, and if I had to pick one of KD or Kyrie, uh, I've been picking Kyrie and it's been burning me, man. So I'm probably going to go to KD um, again. It'll probably just come back and burn me again. Um, but when push comes to shove, I, you know, Westbrook over both these guys. And we'll get to some other people later that I probably play over them as well. Uh, but they're still fantastic plays. Anything else before yeah. we keep it moving to the next one? KD is a... DC native, so uh, this this game's in Brooklyn, so might might bring a little bit a bit uh, a little bit of a little bit of extra. What's that called? You know, you might come to play Kyrie little, Irving. Little, little narrative, I guess, going against. Uh, yeah, it, yeah. I, I I like to target those ones when he, when he's playing in like if he was in Washington. Um, I'm always for those. One of those I always like to target is you know when Lillard goes to. Uh, Oak uh, to uh, Golden State. So, ooh, uh, did I just was that a little foreshadow? Uh, did we just did we do that? Um, but we'll we'll keep we'll keep it moving uh, to the next one. LA Lakers going against the Memphis Grizzlies. This one's also taking place right around six p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, as far as a game total, we got two twenty four, and we have the Lakers being favored by nine and a half points. So uh, that comes in as I believe right now the highest spread on the entire day, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I lied, though. There's one more that's a little bit higher. The Nixon, uh, Nixon Pacers, we'll get to that one. But for the Lakers, LeBron James coming in here questionable. He's been uh, garnering that questionable tag, dealing with that sore ankle. He's sprained it, or I guess sprained it. Um, I had you just being right. Nixon Pacers was yesterday, or today's game. Oh, yeah, 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 I was right. I'm sorry, you're right. I scrolled up too far. Um, yeah, it was 11-point spread for today. They were actually closed on 11. I don't even think it started there. But uh, LeBron James, questionable, dealing with that ankle soreness. He, I would anticipate he suits up. He's been dealing with it for a few games. He's been playing with it for a few days. Uh, Catavius Caldwell-Pope, uh, he did, in fact, aggravate his ankle. And he had to get taken for x-rays. So I would I would assume he's going to sit out of this one. That should open up a few more minutes on the wing. Uh, and Alex Caruso, he is still out as well um, due to the COVID-19 uh, tracing. And then we slide over to Memphis. Uh, as we know, John Morant, Jaron Jackson Jr., the two uh, young guns, both out. Killian Tilly, Justin Winslow, Porter Tillman, all out. And then Grayson Allen is being deemed questionable. He sat out of that last game. I uh, wouldn't be shocked if he sits. And we did get to see a little bit of uh, a little bit of Desmond Bain, and I believe Brandon Clark drew the start for him in that last one. So we'll start with this Lakers team. What are you expecting from this team? Uh, nine and a half point spread. The matchup feels like it's a good one. Uh, does a does the spread worry you at all? And B, um, give me your favorite play, overall play, point per dollar play on this team. The spread does worry me. Um, the Lakers, they're they're so good. AD AD would be my favorite play. He got together last game. He's been. Not himself. I mean, even though he had one other 50-point game, that was his first 60-point game. Um, I think AD gets it going. They have nobody that can slow him down. Brandon Clark is not going to be able to contest him at all. Um, my favorite play definitely it has, to be, it has to be AD. LeBron James is great. I like um, the potential with AD, though. I can't. I honestly, I think both these guys are just—they're always fantastic plays. If I had to pick one, I'd probably roll with AD too. Um, you know, I, I, the nine and a half point spread—something tells me they just want to get in, take care of business, get out by the third quarter. Uh, we'll have to—we'll have to see about that. I mean, this this Memphis team is playing with a lot of without a lot of their firepower, and it's going to be tough. I'm not going to say they can't hang into it. Memphis has always been scrappy, but um, I'm just—you know—if I had to put all my chips in one basket, I'd probably have. Uh, more more often than not be betting on against them in this one in that spread. So um, I'll probably, you know, pass on LeBron and pass on Davis. Again, if I had to play one, it'd be Davis. Um, you know, 
if I'm looking anywhere, I'm probably going to game script this one, and I might get a couple shares of the, you know, maybe a, a Taylor Horton Tucker if this one gets out of control. Even then, I, I don't love that play. I don't anticipate him to play more than 18 to 20 minutes. It would be a super low-owned volume play. But if Pope sits, it, the minutes are going to get, you know, probably funneled uh, a little bit to Matthews. We're going to see him trickle down to Horton Tucker. We'll probably see Kuzma pick up a couple, um, you know, if they end up wanting to play a little bit of, you know, LeBron at the one or the two. Uh, and then just go with a little bit of a bigger lineup because we could see Kuzma sneak in there as well at the three. So those are the guys I'm primarily taking and you know expecting. I'm not expecting a big trickle down effect from Contavious Caldwell Pope sitting out. He's not a guy that garners a massive usage or anything like that. So there's no immediate guy that we want to just plug in there. I think a lot of people will probably look at Wesley Matthews at 3,300, and you know I get it. Um, he played 25 minutes in that last one, finished with nine DK points. You can give him 30 and he can get you 12. That's in the realm of possibility. So he's not just a lock-in value play, but he's an option. I guess if you need him, he's there. Um, there's, there's worse guys, I guess, out there. But So for me, I'm, I'm really not into a whole lot on this Lakers team. So unless you got anything else, I'm ready to move on to Memphis. Yeah, that's why I, I was stuck on AD because I really didn't want to uh... – I mean, Schroeder's price is shot up there. Harold's been giving you 20 fantasy points at 6,300. That's not worth it at all. So it was pretty much AD, and that's about it. I mean, he can get you 60 points in three quarters. So Yeah, it's hard to sit there and be like, yeah, don't play Anthony Davis uh, and then watch him go off. You know, it, that's going to happen. I mean, when push comes to shove, uh, he's a fantastic player every single night. There's probably six to seven guys in the slate that we could say that about, though, too. So, we, you know, I'm not going to just cross him off. Uh, but he'd probably be more lineup script dependent. You know, sometimes power forward can be one of those positions where uh, we find more value at guard or, or you know, you know, guard and shooting guard or center. And you have that money to spend up at power forward in those kinds of situations. That's generally when I find myself going to play Anthony Davis this season. So um, but this Memphis team, uh, like I said, they're scrappy. Uh, there's a couple of guys that have been really stepping up um, in the absence of, you know, Ja and Jaron Jackson Jr., one of those guys being Kyle Anderson. Uh, he's just been straight balling out and, you know, not enough is being said about how good this kid's playing. He's got 40 plus DK points and three out of the past four games, touching 45 in two of those. Uh, and he's doing it in a bunch of different ways with rebounds, assists, steals, uh, even chipping in the scoring double figure, uh, double figures in three out of the four at 20 and two of them. Uh, so at 6,400, I don't love this matchup. Again, I I almost don't want to invest too highly into a lot of these starters. I think Kyle Anderson feels a bit safe at 64 where, you know, even in 26 or, you know, he put up that 40-something point game last game in in 28 minutes. Even in limited minutes, he can get it done just because he could do it in so many different ways. So uh, Kyle Anderson's probably uh, one of the guys in the starting lineup I'm I'm looking at. I don't mind Brandon Clark at 5,400. He's going to have to get good burn. It's going to be a tough matchup going against AD. Uh, We've seen sometimes guys get into foul trouble doing so, especially young guys. But he was inserted into the starting lineup in that last game. They went a little bit bigger. He played 30-plus minutes and put up 28 DK points. At 5,400, that's hitting value. And we imagine they're going to need to you know, try to squeeze every minute that they could uh, out of him going against this matchup if you know, if it does stay close again. Uh, but I'm not, again, I, I want to I preface it. I'm not saying this game's going to absolutely blow out. Um, but we do have some other games to choose from, and I'm just not going to go absolutely overboard on it. The Lakers' defense is also fantastic. I don't think we need to pile up on Memphis, guys, uh, unless, of course, you are game scripting that. So for me, it's Kyle Anderson. Uh, it's going to be a little bit of Brandon Clark. And then I have one other guy that I'm looking at uh, all the way down at the bottom for that game script blowout-type scenario. Uh, and that's my boy, John Conchar. Yes, Absolutely. 20-plus minutes the past two games with these injuries. He's been getting a little extra burn. And just kind of like what I said with Kyle Anderson, a guy that can just get it done in multiple different ways. Uh, he's got five-plus assists in two games straight, uh, nine rebounds in one of those, chips in a couple points. He's 3,500. You tell me this guy is going to get burned in the mid-20s uh, of garbage time, maybe even maybe even high 20s if it, if it gets out of hand early. Um, I, I don't mind taking a couple stabs at him. So he's one guy that I'm looking at. Uh, it's like a nice little uh, GPP uh Value play, I guess, if uh, if your game scripted in that way, right way. So, uh, I'll pass it over to you and get your final thoughts on Memphis before we keep moving. Yeah, especially because Grayson Allen has a sprained ankle. He played what thirteen minutes last, twelve minutes last game. So, uh, even even if it's not a blowout, I still think he should get in the twenty. He should still get at least twenty minutes for sure. Um, and like you say, if it's a blowout, he can get in the upper twenties. Uh, DeAnthony Melton is going to be back for this game, who is definitely somebody I wanted to throw his name out there. 
He played 25 minutes uh, against the Spurs. He only put up 11 points, but with John Morant out, he's a good usage type player. Uh, he's somebody, if you're going to take a, st- a stab at Conchar, I think Melton warrants uh, at least consideration as well. Absolutely, and I'm so glad you brought him up. Um, yes, he is back. He is one guy that I have a wide eye on. I absolutely love DeAnthony Melton. He is a fantastic point-per-minute guy. Um, I eventually expect uh, Tyus Jones gets kicked to the bench, and that's Melton's job until Morant gets back. He's a much better player than Tyus Jones, offers a lot more uh, for fantasy and for real-life purposes. So uh, first game back, that's the big question mark. So now, listen, Melton was dealing with COVID. Um, you know, that can mean anything that could be any extent of, you know, no symptoms, asymptomatic to, uh, he might still be feeling it, knocking some rust off. We really don't know. Um, and for the fact of that, it, it could have been tracing, um, a lot of these guys hold it tight to the vest. So, uh, it, it, we, we generally don't know exactly what's going on with this situation. Now, with that being said, it wasn't an injury. It wasn't a leg injury, a knee injury, anything like that, that would necessarily hinder him from playing. So if his conditioning is okay, he should be able to handle some decent minutes. Now, does he get those minutes in this first game is the question. And I'm, I'm thinking he's probably right around that uh, 16 to 20 minute mark at most. Even then, I don't mind taking some stabs at Melton because if, if you're getting 20 minutes of Melton, um, he can still do some really good things in 20 minutes. So uh, play that one cautiously. I'm with you. I actually, you know, the more we talk about it, the more we talk it through. The blowout scenario, I'm probably still more on Conchar just because I don't think that they're going to just push Melton if they don't need to. He's a bigger piece of this, uh, this team's rotation than Conchar is long term. Um, and for, uh, I guess, rotation purposes. Um, but both those guys, I'm glad you brought them up, very, very much in play. So we'll keep it moving, though. Denver, uh, Minnesota, this game right now. Looks like it is, where are we, coming in at a 232 over-under, or game total, I'm sorry. Uh, Denver being favored by eight points in this one. On the Denver side of the ball, Michael Porter Jr. still out. He's going to miss a few games due to the contract tracing. Uh, and then uh, we've been seeing Will Barton start for him. And on the other side of the ball, Carl Anthony Towns, Josh Okogi, and uh, Jalen Powell, Noel, Jalen Powell, uh, Norman Powell, Jalen Noel, uh, both out, all three of those guys out. So we will slide it over to you on the Denver side of the ball. I got suckered into some Barton. Um, I paid the price on that, but can we go back to the well? Definitely can go back to the well. He's uh, one of those guys. He is not happy with coming off the bench. Uh, Jamal Murray got it going last game. Jokic started out strong. So Will Barton wasn't really needed to come out and jack up shots. But uh, in this one against Minnesota, they are atrocious this year. Um, He could easily get some garbage time buckets. Uh, He's that type of guy that he can fill it up. And if he gets opportunity against a lesser team just to get some get some buckets up to feel good about himself. I mean, that's a good rebound play. People are going to be off him. So I like that call because he, he burned me as well. Uh, so, <laughs> I think he burned a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> if if we can play him, right. If we can feel good about him just a day ago, he has a better matchup against Minnesota. Uh, Jamal Murray might not be as hot. Um, and like I said, he only got up six shot attempts. He's going to want to get his shots up. So, I think Barton is actually a good a good play. Yep, I'm uh, I'm right there with you for everything that you just said. Ownership wise, matchup wise, price wise, uh, minutes wise, opportunity wise, it's all there for him. It just didn't come together in that last one. That happens. Will Barton can be a schmuck sometimes. Uh, we've we've seen it um, years in and year out. So I don't mind going back to the well. He burned me once. You know, shame on me if he burns me twice. Um, you know, shame on me again. I'll probably even let him burn me a third time. I'm just a sucker because I know Will Barton's got some massive upside. We've seen it. I like to play my GPPs, and I want to make sure that guys I am playing uh, have the ability to take down a tournament. You know, if you're playing in these large field GPPs, you're playing for first, second, or third place. You know, that top, 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 top uh, point something percent. Um, you're not playing for, you know, 3,000th and, you know, whatever it may be. Uh, that, that, if you're doing that, go play a 50, 50, go play something that you, you have a better chance of actually cashing in, uh, as opposed to just taking your shots in these tournaments like that. Um, you want to make sure your guys have the upside to make, to get you there. And, and Barton does have that, but we have some other guys to look at. And I guess, you know, this spread, uh, it being eight points, you know, it's another one that we need to look at with the, you know, Minnesota being as bad as they are, um, without a lot of their firepower, it's going to be tough for them in this one, but could we look at guys like Jokic and Murray? Are you worried about those? I mean, Jokic more more than Murray, I guess, because he's 10-6. Could you spend up on him knowing that we have so many other options, or do you like him in this matchup? 
I'm very worried. These Timberwolves have no chemistry. I was watching them play. It's just get the ball and go. Ricky Rubio is he's trying to facilitate. He wants to make a, he wants to make a difference on this team, but the team is not giving him the uh, they're not giving him the opportunity. Beasley is just chucking. Uh, Russell, he's not known to get you 10, 12 assists a game. He's never been that type of a player. Uh, so they're they're working on their chemistry. They're missing towns. Denver has been struggling, but this is just uh, – I mean, Minnesota is garbage to me. I, I think Anthony Edwards, he needs his opportunity to, uh, to shine. But like I said, the, the chemistry on this team is not there. There's just something missing. So I – I think it's definitely something to monitor when it comes to paying up for Jokic. I, I think he's only going to, I mean, like you say, you can't call for sure. He's only going to play three quarters, but I mean, they just got blown out by the wizards. So I'm not feeling good about the Timberwolves at all. Uh, I don't, honestly, I don't mind Jokic. It, the price tag's up there. 10, six, uh, even Jokic in three quarters can triple double. We've seen him do that plenty of times. He's, you know, when push comes to shove, I do prefer Westbrook over him slightly. Uh, but the both these games, I mean, if you're going to sit here, the first three games that we talked about have the largest spreads on, on the whole night, um, you know, pick and choose. Uh, any one of these can get out of control. And, you know, we can't sit here and put all of our eggs in one basket necessarily. So I'm not going to uh, I don't think I'm going to rule out Jokic. I think, you know, I prefer him over AD. I prefer him over LeBron. Um, so he's right there with Westbrook. I mean, pretty much lock in 50 points. If this game, for some reason, were to stay close, he's got that 65, 60-point upside in this one. Uh, fantastic matchup. I would pretty much just lock in a triple-double for him if he plays all four quarters. But, uh, again, there, there is that little caveat. Those are the two guys I'm really looking at. It's it's just Jokic. It's just Barton for me. Uh, probably won't be going uh, to too much else. So we'll slide over the Minnesota side of the ball. Are you looking to capitalize on anything over here? I mean, we've kind of got a good idea and a good uh, a good read on what's been going on with everybody uh, since Carl Anthony Towns has uh, been out. I like I mentioned Anthony Edwards. I I just don't have a great feel for this Wizards team. Watching them, they have no chemistry. I don't know what it's going to take to get the flow going if it's going to be getting Edwards some more minutes or letting Rubio facilitate a little bit more. Uh, Nas Reed, he's going to get big minutes against Jokic. they got to have uh, some sort of big on him. He, sh- he sh- should be close to a double-double for 5,500. I, I think Reed's in play. Um, and Edwards, those are the two guys. that um, Vanderbilt for Minnesota, he's – He's a young guy who's been putting up some great minutes in uh, garbage time, and like I, it's hard. It's hard to call. It's hard to call a blowout. I don't like taking that route where I'm predicting a blowout. So I'm not going to roster Vanderbilt, especially since he's already up to 3,600. But uh, that's just somebody to keep an eye on. So I guess Edwards and Nas Reed are the two that I from Minnesota for me. Yeah, and I do like the the shot attempts for Edwards, but he kind of leaves those other empty stat lines where we're not really getting much as far as rebounds and assists. Uh, so, you know, 5,200, it's, it's an okay price tag. Uh, I don't think I'll end up going there. Nas Reed, again, I love the player, uh, but the, the minutes, that's good. That worries me. 22, 24 minutes. I need a little bit more. 5,500, you know, he can get you 30. Uh, but I want a little bit more than 30. When we're talking, you know, Thomas Bryant is, you know, what is he, like six or 700 more, and then we got Nurkic later on. There's a few guys that are barely more expensive, but just feel like they have a little bit more upside than him. So I'll probably take a pass. I'm really not looking at anybody over here on Minnesota. Uh, I'll take a hard pass on most of these guys. If you wanted to take a shot on Rubio at 5K, the price tag's getting down there. Uh, Malik Bleasy, uh revenge game going against his former team. Uh, did not like Denver. Uh, simply because they just never gave him the opportunity. He felt like he deserved to play a little bit more. And then when push came to shove, they were like, we like Monte Morris more. Uh, so that's why Beasley kind of found his way on the outside. So, you know, wouldn't shock me if he want, gets a little up in this one. Uh, 5,900, not enough to necessarily make me want to go overboard on him. But there's always that little revenge narrative. Fun fact, I once said on Twitter that I, uh, that Monte Morris was a better play on DFS than Malik Beasley one night. And I believe Malik Beasley's dad favorited it and also commented on it saying, uh, watch, um, or some, it was something along those lines. I'd have to go back and look at it, but, uh, 
he did not take too kindly to me saying that Monte Morris is going to outplay his son. So we'll, uh, I digress. Um, we'll keep it moving. We got the Utah Jazz going against uh, the San Antonio Spurs. But before we go any further, guys, quick pause, quick break. Stop what you're doing. Go ahead over to hoop-ball.com. Uh, sign up for the Bruce letter. If you haven't already, I really don't know what you're doing. It is an absolute steal of a deal uh, because it is F-R-E-E, and that spells free. So sign up, guys. Get the Bruce letter. It is the only way you can get it is if you sign up on the website and it is an email to you every single week packed with knowledge and information from Aaron Bruski himself, our founder over here at HoopBall, uh, the fantasy extraordinaire. So it's it's just literally loaded with nuggets from things that he sees throughout the week to things that he could possibly predict, uh, waiver wire tips, you name it. And it is free. So when I say it's worth every penny, you're not spending a penny. So go sign up, guys. It's worth more than that. Um, so please. And then if you haven't checked out the Fantasy Pass, uh, it is an absolute steal of a deal, guys. This thing's growing. And let me just tell you, we're adding things. It's it's The Discord is out of control. We have plenty of people in it every single night in all aspects, whether it's DFS, uh, regular wagering, season long. You can get your questions answered. Uh, from us pros on the DFS show, everybody that you guys listen to, from me, Keith, Santino, Breton, uh, Aaron, the whole squad, we're all in there. Uh, we'll be passing off some answers, some questions. Dave's in there, too, Menkoff. Um, and then we also have all of our wagering guys in there and all of our season-long guys, whether it's an ad drop, whether it's a trade scenario, whether it's just a start bench, whatever it might be, uh, you can get that answered. And it, that's only one aspect of the fantasy pass. So, guys, go check it out. That's just the Discord. We have so much to offer, including articles and content that comes out daily for every little aspect. So check out the Fantasy Pass over at hoop-ball.com. So we'll keep it moving. We have the Utah Jazz going against the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, this game right now coming in a 220 game total. Utah being favored by three points in this one. Uh, we'll start off with this Utah team. Royce O'Neal being considered questionable or well, nope, upgraded, probable now. Uh, Royce O'Neal is being considered probable in this one. I believe Derek Favors is being considered questionable. Last I saw, though, he was more on the probable side, so we'll have to monitor that. Uh, San Antonio. Uh, LaMarcus Aldridge, the big news is what we're looking at. He's questionable. He's missed the past few games dealing with some knee soreness. Derek White, he returned, but he will sit out this one. Just probably some maintenance dealing with that toe surgery that he had in the offseason. So made his return last game, but taking this one off. So no Derek White, possibly no Aldridge for the Spurs. We'll start off with the weight team. We'll start off with the Jazz. This game's expected to be relatively close uh, compared to what we just talked about in some of these other games. But who are you looking at at Utah? Mike Conley's been shooting back up. He seems like it took him a little while to get his – uh, you're going to hear me talk about chemistry a lot. And uh, last year with Utah, people were wondering what's wrong with Mike Conley. He started getting it going in the bubble. I took note of that, and he scored uh, over 50 two out of the last three games. Um, Mike Conley is still priced at 6900 I like Mike Conley on the Utah side. Uh, even you mentioned Derek Favors is – questionable but likely more probable uh he actually got some good run put up 30 33 points last game and they beat they beat the clippers 106 100 so if that's a a route they want to go i mean favors has always played well with utah this is a second stint back here i think he's in play at at 4000 i i like that uh i like that route that the utah jazz are going getting him back involved yeah, the one thing that worries me a little bit with favors is if LaMarcus Aldridge is out, uh, we'll see San Antonio pretty much play small the entire time. And I don't think Utah has much of a problem matching that with just playing Ingles at the four or playing O'Neal at the four to match uh, Keldon Johnson uh, or Rudy Gay, whichever way they want to go. So keep an eye on that. I do like that favors call, but for me, I would probably want to see Aldridge playing just so I can feel a little bit more secure uh, about his rotation minutes. Um Conley is, is a rock-solid call. You touched on it. He, he has had to coming off a disappointing season last year. I think most of this bounce – he was just injured. Yeah, I, I, I believe chemistry was definitely a factor. It always is on a guy coming into a new team in a new situation. Uh, but he was also hobbled all season long, and Conley really never got his footing. He was playing hurt, trying to will this team through, um, and now he just looks like his regular old self. So he looks like he's back to normal. With that being said, uh, 6900 and he's only – you know that, that 2K price tag between Mitchell and him – it's getting tight, or I mean, 200. Mitchell just hasn't been able to find his stroke, guys. Um, you know, don't just think that, you know, Conley's hot. He's just taking Mitchell's usage, his job, all this. It's done. No. 
Uh, outside of last game, Mitchell had three straight games with 23 shot attempts. Uh, the dude just can't sniff, you know, rim, uh, you know, 39%, 34%, 26%. Uh, the best game out of the bunch was the 43% in the last one out of the last five games. So, uh, you know, I'm not I'm not sitting here saying that Donovan Mitchell is going to come out here and light the world on fire, but eventually he's going to get right. Um, he's going to, you know, steer the ship right. He's really been shooting about 35% over the last 10 games uh, or the last 10 days and on the season. So I don't mind looking at little Mitchell, 7,100. Um, you probably will draw a Lonnie Walker defense, which doesn't st- uh, scare me off too much either. So I'll play Mitchell over Conley, but I don't mind the Conley. They're both fantastic plays. Uh, Gobert at 7,200. He just never really gets me going. Um, I think there's just sometimes a couple of better options that we could look at. He's very safe. He feels like he's the good cash game center. Um, he does have some GPP and tournament upside. We've seen it before. High rebounding games, high block games. I just don't want to, you know, necessarily bank on that one in San Antonio right now. Uh, so I'll look at Mitchell and I'll look at some Jordan Clarkson. I think that's the other guy I want to take some shots at. I don't mind looking at Clarkson. He's been getting some good usage off the bench in limited minutes. He's put up at least uh, 20 DK points every single game this season. And he seems to always hover right around that 25 mark. So at 4,800, it's a decent value. Um, and if, you know, push comes to shove, we get some Derek favors too, maybe. If we hear some Aldridge, I like that call. So I'm going to, I might have to write him down on your recommendation. But, Anybody else? Are you ready to slide over to San Antonio? Uh, just wanted to add a quick comment. You said if they do, if the Spurs do go small ball, I mean, you can always punish punish the small guys with the big guy, put favors in there, and punish the little guys. So, um, just wanted to add that little bit, that little oh, bit yeah. in there. We can move on. Absolutely, uh, San Antonio. Um, you know, this is a big question mark right now. Uh, we do need to have that Aldridge news that will obviously impact things drastically, just from, from a usage standpoint. Uh, we've been seeing Murray and DeMarozan, uh, even Kendall Johnson, all three of these guys just really stepping up without Aldridge over the past few games and really performing. Um, I don't mind looking at any one of these guys. Uh, DeRozan's price tag is starting to jump a little bit. He's up to 7,500 now. It still doesn't scare me off. Uh, he's a dude that should be up there. I mean, he's got at least 40 DK points in three out of the four games. So, you know, if you want to look at Aldridge, not the best matchup, not the best pace-wise. There's no one there that really scares me off of him defensively, though. So, I don't mind looking at him. Um, Murray's one guy I love targeting with Derek White out. Uh, Derek White back in that last game, I jumped off. I don't mind jumping back on for a game, though, at 6,700. Um, I almost prefer him over Conley. I don't know if I'll, if, you know, it's probably more of a GPP sort of thing. Conley's probably a little bit safer. But I think uh, Murray's got that higher upside in the in the, in his clip. And then, uh, again, Kendall Johnson's just been absolutely balding out. Um, you know, if this guy's getting 30, 35 minutes, he's been getting two, you know, Two out of the last three games, double-digit rebounds. Um, nine in one of those games, so it would have been three out of four if he didn't miss on that ninth uh, with nine rebounds in the last one. He's also getting it done scoring, too. He had 26 points in that last one. So he's another guy who can get it done in a few different ways. At 6,100, I don't mind looking at it. Uh, but the price tag still creep it up. And once we start to get too close to Murray, um, I start just wanting to lean a little bit more towards Murray. And I guess we could look at Lonnie Walker. Um, I don't like Lonnie Walker that much at at all, I don't. I don't think he's that good at basketball. Kind of empty scoring lines, but if you needed uh, eighteen to twenty-four DK points, he can get you them. Yeah, these uh, the Spurs are tightening up their rotation. Looks like they played nine guys last game with White out. They should get that to eight guys. Um, Keldon Johnson. This this is a great game to target just because you can get if you can predict it or take a chance. You want to take a flyer on. This game getting out of control, getting high scoring. Um, you can get a couple of these guys on your team. Uh, since DeRozan is at seventy five hundred, he's the highest priced guy compared to all these other games we just looked at. AD, Jokic, Westbrook. You're paying up, and then if you want to bring it back, you're having to go to a, a lesser guy. This game, you can get some of the top guys and then still bring it back with uh, some of the other team's top guys. So this is an interesting game for me. Absolutely. Uh, We'll keep it moving, though. We have the Dallas Mavericks going against the Chicago Bulls. Uh, This game's coming in at a 225 game total. Uh, Dallas being favored by five in this one. Uh, Big news that we are all waiting on is that of the king himself. And um, I shouldn't be saying that. LeBron James still plays basketball. But Luka Doncic, my man, he's questionable (laughs) in this one. Uh, He's dealing with (laughs) – he's got a little bit of a sore quad, left quad. Uh, So we'll have to monitor that. Luka's a gamer. Um, Still worth monitoring. We'll have to see. 
keep your eye on it. Obviously, that would have uh, some some pretty heavy implications on this Dallas team and what we can expect from them. Um, if Luca plays uh, 10K, no restrictions, sign me up. I'm good with that. Uh, fantastic price. We we just kind of saw exactly some of the little glimpse of those Luca performance that we've been looking for uh, over the past season. Uh, 27 points, 15 boards, seven re or seven assists. I'm sorry, I had that one. Um, absolutely crushed it. And he only did that shooting 40% from the floor. So the shot's still uh, being an issue for Luca, but again, he was a little chunky. He's got to get in shape, got to get it all sorted out. So if he plays, I'm good with it at 10K. Uh, he kind of slots in there with that Westbrook and Jokic range. Those three guys, um, top play options for me. I prefer them over uh, anybody in that Lakers team, anybody on the Nets as well. And I prefer them over, it's close when it gets to Kawhi, but I prefer him over Kawhi a little bit by a hair as well. So that's kind of where I'm at with the studs. We'll get to the those other studs later on. But let's talk about some of these other guys. I just like to get the Luka news out of there uh, and talk about that. Why don't you talk about some of these other guys? Maxi Kleber is also questionable in this one. Um, nope, upgraded to probable. So anybody else outside of Luka that you'd be looking at? And I guess who would you be looking at if Luka sits? If Lucas sits, I love Jalen Brunson. Um, he's a he's a good player. If Lucas sits, he kind of brings that type of a game. He's a smooth player. Luca is a smooth player. You don't always notice that he's got 15 rebounds, but uh, Brunson won't get you 15 rebounds. But he's priced at 3,300. Uh, if he plays 20 minutes, you can. I mean, if Lucas out and he plays 30 minutes, you can look at five rebounds, five assists, get him. In double-digit shot attempts, I mean, that's a great, fantastic play at 3,300. Yeah, and we have to imagine that somebody handles some of this ball handler responsibility. I think between Brunson and Trey Burke um, and Josh Richardson, we'll see the majority of it. Those three guys, um, you know, trying to guess, target which guy is going to get the bulk of it. It's going to be tough. It's most likely between Burke and Brunson. Um, Burke, probably the more high-volume uh, scorer the guy that might have a little bit more upside, but Brunson with a more polished overall game. So I'll probably take the wait and see if, if he sits though, I don't mind looking at either one of those guys. And then uh, I think looking at a guy like, you know, Richardson or Tim Hardaway jr. That's probably where the majority of the usage will go. And the shot attempts will go. Um, it wouldn't shock me to see uh, DFS get a few extra shot attempts as well. He's not a high usage guy necessarily, uh, but with Luca out of this lineup, there's going to also be, you know, double digit rebounds up to grab. There's going to be a couple extra, uh, shots up to grab. There's going to be a lot of usage that gets trickled down all over the place. So you're going to want some of these Dallas guys. If Luca sits, um, you might want to monitor. We're not going to have it right away. So try to try to hope that you can nail down that starting lineup. But one thing's for certain is that we know Hardaway Jr. and Richardson will be in it, and they'll be two big beneficiaries. So uh, those two guys, and then one of those guards that we mentioned, I think if we see Luca sit. So we'll slide over to the Chicago side of the ball. Laurie Marketing. Uh, he is still out. Um, we're in, I believe, Sadoransky as well. Sadoransky dealing with the COVID-19 uh, tracing. So is marketing, but marketing was also hurt. So we don't even know if it's, you know, which one is fully. And then uh, Ryan Archidiakono, uh, he will also be out as well with the COVID-19 tracing. And so is Chandler Hutchinson. So those were the four players. Um, when we talked about, I think it was Chandler Hutchinson came out and said that he didn't mind if his name was talked about in the press. The other three didn't come out and say it right away. There they are. So we'll start off with this uh, Zach Levine, 7,300. Uh, the dude's just been balling out. You know, that last one got out of hand, so we only saw him play 27 minutes. Do you think it's a decent bounce-back spot for him? Yeah, definitely. It's a great spot for him. Um, he can get you 50 points at 7,300. These are the type of guys that, I mean, I can tell you, play Luka Doncic, play Russell Westbrook, play Jokic. That doesn't take any, like, Anybody can tell you that playing somebody like Zach Levine and targeting these type of guys at these prices who can match those guys who are going off for 50 or 60, at, but at a $3,000 less price. These are the type of guys that we need to target. You want to identify the guy that you feel is uh, going to go off. Uh, Zach Levine is one of those guys for sure. I like him. He has substantially higher ceiling than Kobe White. Uh, Otto Porter, I like Otto Porter because without marking in, they're going to play a little bit of small ball. He's going to slide in at the four. Um, so Levine, Otto Porter, those are the two highest ceiling guys. But Porter got priced up so fast. It was crazy after his, his last big game. Yeah, that was it's. I mean, he came out and just got buckets, so uh, they had to do something about it real quickly. But 
You know, I feel like everybody on the Chicago team is just slightly underpriced. I mean, Zach Levine at 7,300, he should be closer to that 8K mark. Uh, Kobe White, 62, should probably be closer to that 67, 66 mark, kind of up there with Murray. Um, Porter Jr., he's probably about priced, right? But then even when you come down to, you know, Thad Young, 3,900, he's another guy. Uh, steps into the arena as a value play. Uh, played 27 minutes in the first game back with marketing now. Played 23 in that last one game, got out of hand. Um, but he should be another guy looking at a floor of about 20, a ceiling of, we could say, 27 because we've seen it. So uh, he remains an option as a value as well. But I don't mind taking a stab at a few of these um, these a few of these Chicago guys. Uh, probably mostly keep it between the guards, Levine, White, um, a little bit of Porter, and then I'll sprinkle in some uh, some Thad Young Jr. if I need some value. And when I need some value, I don't mind taking a stab at him as well. Uh, but I, I, I do like this matchup for him. But when push comes to shove, who do you like, Levine or DeRozan? Very similar price tags, very similar kind of uh i'm gonna target that utah san antonio game so between the two uh at that small forward power forward eligibility i like uh demar DeRozan when it comes to these two all righty he's, he's a little bit we, we talked before how some of these guys are zach levine uh fits fits the mold he's mostly just a scorer so i mean if he shoots eight for 23 you might not get the value. DeRozan is more of an all-around player. Uh, he's been really balling out this year, and Utah seems like a team to target. They they used to be a slow-paced team, but lately uh, the things have changed, and I, I like the pace they play at. All right. I like your take. We'll keep it moving, though. Uh, L.A. Clippers traveling to Phoenix to take on the uh, the Suns, the hot Suns. Uh, we got a pick em here. Um, and it is a 220 game total. So they're expecting a pretty tight game between these two teams. If we start off with the Clippers, the away team, Marcus Morris Sr. is still out. And then we'll go over to Phoenix, and it looks like they are good to go, completely healthy over there on the Phoenix side of things. So I'll pass it to you on the Clippers. Uh, Kawhi Leonard coming off of a massive game, massive performance, uh, with a busted mouth, 62 fantasy points in that one. Uh, him and Paul George, they're, uh, they're they're priced appropriately, finally. We were getting a little bit of an advantage early on in the season, but they're where they should be now. Why don't you take me through some of the guys you're looking at, the Clippers? Well, I want to say I, I had Kawhi Leonard noted for that Friday game. I actually started writing the layup line, and uh, Brenton offered to take it over for the New Year's. Kawhi Leonard was somebody I was on, but uh, anybody can say it after the facts. I still love Kawhi Leonard. Uh, Phoenix, he's going to come to play. But like I said, I, I target the Utah games. That was why I was targeting Kawhi Leonard. He went off for 62. I don't think he'll go off for 62 again this game. Um, he obviously easily still could. But Serge Ibaka is becoming a little more comfortable. He's asserting himself. He can do a little bit more than the average big man. He can pass. He can shoot. He's a good all-around player. So you have a lot of... You have Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, Serge Ibaka all eating up some usage. The Phoenix Suns are going to throw uh, Michael Bridges at him and Jay Crowder. Not saying that they're going to shut him down, but I just think that that's a little bit tougher matchup than they had uh, in Utah. So I don't expect Kawhi to go off for 60 again in this game. Yeah, neither do I. I'm not uh, I, I'm not saying neither listed. It's a tight game. It's a pick em. Anytime we know that the game's going to be tight and we can get full run out of Kawhi Leonard, we have some interest. So for that reason, I'm going to I'll keep him in there. He makes a great uh, GPP pivot type because we talked about all these priced up guys and guys that we prefer between, you know, Jokic, Westbrook, AD, Durant, Kyrie. Uh, the name goes on, Luka. Um, he makes a sense to fall under a lower ownership than a lot of those guys. So I see the sense in that sense, in that sense, from a GPP standpoint, I can play him. But the main guy I'm looking at on this team, probably the only guy I'll really end up getting too many shares of is uh is Lou Williams, 4,600. I think that's a decent price tag for Lou Will. Uh, a guy that's started finding his groove over the past few games. That last one, uh, he struggled. But the two games prior, 7 for 13, 7 for 11, put up 26 and 31 DK points. So at 4,600, uh, if you're looking for, for some exposure in this game, and it's a pick em. again, if it's a pick em, that means Lou Will's going to have to uh, chip in some. So uh, I don't mind taking a shot at Lou Williams at 4,600. I think he's a fairly decent value play. Oh, yeah, left dance Lou. He's getting it back. That's it, baby. We'll keep it moving over <laughs> to the other side of the ball, though. Phoenix Suns, Devin Booker, 77, Aiton at 71, Chris Paul at 7K, Chris Paul going against his former team. 
uh, in this one. So, I mean, there's always that little bit of a narrative in there going against his former team. But Chris Paul has been really just kind of being that veteran leader thus far. As good as his team's playing, um, it's it's just due to good fundamental basketball. There hasn't been one guy that's really stood out. In fact, uh, you could say it's almost down years from from a statistical standpoint for a lot of these guys, including Booker, Aiton, and Paul. So, uh, it's tough to you know really gravitate towards any one of these guys, especially in a tough matchup. If I had to pick one uh, of these three, I'd probably lean Aiton simply because he probably has the best just on paper matchup, and he just started to look like he actually had a rhythm in that last game. Again, he shot ten of thirteen. I don't expect him to shoot seventy-seven percent from the floor every game, uh, but he's really this this guy's he's an amazing talent. Um, he just looks. It's like he's just not, he's like disinterested. He's just not in shape, whatever it may be. Um, but he looked good in that last one. So at 7,100, I'd probably look take a look at him. But outside of that, maybe the Chris Paul narrative, um, that's it for me. I'm not really, uh, you know, looking at too many of these other guys. I think Bridges and Crowder are going to have their hands full on defense a lot of the time too. Right, yeah. Um, you know, if I was feeling somebody else, I would step up and say it. But I was going to say Aiden as well. So we're, we're right on the same page. Like you say, he started getting it going. He's... I think Chris Paul is going to be good for Aiden in the long run. At first, it just took a little bit of time. That chemistry word's coming back up. Uh, they're developing the chemistry. Is I think against Serge Ibaka, I think he can put up some good numbers. Yes, sir. Last and final game of the night, we have the Portland Trailblazers traveling to Golden State to take on the Warriors. We just saw these two teams play, and it was ugly. But we have uh, 234 and a half game total, uh, second highest game total of the slate next to that opening game that we talked about, Washington and Brooklyn. Uh, Portland being favored by four and a half points in this one. Uh, on the Portland side of things, no real injuries outside of Zach Collins, Rodney Hood. Uh, both them ruled out. And then Nasir Little is being considered questionable. It is uh, COVID-19 related, so probably not really going to find himself too deep in the rotation anyway, so we really don't need to touch on him too much. Uh, and then on the Golden State side of things, uh, we, as we know, Marquise Chris done for the season after he fractured his uh, fibula. fibula. Um, and then uh, Somaliak, he's also out. Alan Somaliak, he has uh, going to be out for at least a few more weeks with that torn meniscus. Uh, we saw Draymond Green return. We saw Steve Kerr kind of mention that they're going to slowly uh, increase his minutes. Um, expect that to be very slowly. They said they're in no rush to play him starters level minutes, so that pretty much just takes him out of the equation for me. And then we saw James Wiseman roll his ankle in the last one. Everyone took a gasp. He's fine. He practiced fully on uh, Saturday. So would not expect too many limitations for Wiseman. They said he looked good in practice, so expect his normal allotment of probably mid-20 minutes. Um, we'll look at this Portland side of the ball. A uh, little bit of a disappointing game, uh, needless to say, in that last one uh, for Golden State. They, Portland ended this early for him. It was 123 to 98. Um, you know, I, I talked about it. Dave, he, he gets up in these games whenever he's playing in the Bay Area. Uh, that's where he's from. He's an Oakland native. He loves playing out here. So I get it. Uh, you know, 9-8, it's a high price tag, um, but he does warrant some consideration just because he's kind of in that Kawhi Leonard region where he will fall under owned. But it's tough for me to pay 9-8 for, uh, for Lillard, especially on this new team. 9-8 uh, for Lillard last year when there's a few other guys taking a couple less shots, maybe. You know, there was no Canada there during the regular season when we were paying that type of price tag. Now they, you know, I get Covington and Derek Jones Jr. are high-usage guys, but there are a few more guys that come in there, and, you know, you have to kind of uh, give them a, at least a look. So I'll probably not end up on too many shares of Lillard, but I'd get it if you want to. Uh, but call him at 8,400. He's just been balling out. All season long, probably off to the hardest, hottest start of his career. Uh, for all those reasons, I will still probably pass on my 8,400. We talked about Levine at 73. We talked about DeRozan. I just prefer those two guys at a little bit cheaper. The main two guys I'm looking at are in the front court. It's Yusuf Nurkic and it's Robert Covington. Everybody that I see on Twitter panicking about Yusuf Nurkic, uh, just calm down, guys. Uh, this dude is not going to get his job stolen by Inez Cantor. That will never happen. Um, the minutes have been down, but if you just check out the game script, look at the situations, they're all for reasons. Uh, they won 123 to 98, didn't need to play the fourth quarter. They lost the game prior, 105 to 128, didn't need to play the fourth quarter. Um, you know, when we talk about the Laker game, he only played 26 minutes in that one. That happens. Uh, you know, that happens. They play big. Uh, but 35 minutes prior, regardless, he's down to 6,400. And I like that price tag. I love this matchup. Um, I, I don't mind taking a couple stabs at Nurkic, especially if this game stays close. We should be looking at a big Nurkic game. Um, 
at sixty four hundred. And same thing with Covington. He finally, you know, it's price tag. It was getting down there. Um, now it's starting to creep back up. It was at forty six, forty seven. Now we're at five k. This dude again, he's same thing. He just hasn't been able to hit a shot, almost like a Donovan Mitchell syndrome, except for in a much lower scale, uh, obviously usage wise. But he hasn't been able to hit an open shot all season long. The steals are still there. The blocks are still there. That's why we like Covington. Anything in the rebound department is only a bonus. I'd probably only play one of those two guys per lineup, but I'll probably look to have one of those two guys in most of my lineups. Um, they're who I'm pretty much using to get some of my late game exposure. Uh, and if you wanted to take a shot at uh, Derek Jones Jr. at 46, I'd probably prefer Covington, um, but he's still a viable play. How about you over there in Portland? I uh, we've, we've been on the same page all night tonight. Uh, and I remember last week you you called it out. You said uh, you asked me Bledsoe or, or Lonzo Ball, and I, I went with Lonzo, so I'm up 1-0 on you. But, you are. Uh, you are, my friend. <laughs> keep, we'll, we'll start keeping track. Uh, uh, I'm not saying I'm going to. Blow the, I'm going to blow you out because you you come with some good stuff and I I am with you on a lot of stuff on this on this slate so far tonight and I'm totally with you again. Uh, my thing with Nurkic is uh, you, we mentioned how with uh in, with favors earlier um, how teams can just run a small ball lineup. It seems like Portland has for whatever reason decided to play more small ball. Um, and Covington to me appeals a little bit more just because it seems like I said, they're doing that small ball thing. But if Portland does decide to go to, to Nurkic, I mean, he will definitely punish, pummel, destroy whoever's guarding him on the Warriors side. Um, Enos Cantor has no chance of taking his job. Like you said, um, if, if you're feeling it's kind of, it's in a way lower scale where we're talking about scales, Boban, Marjanovic. I mean, if they decide to play him, he's going to, come out and he's going to put up big points per minute. Nurkic is the same way. He's playing 20-some minutes a game. If, if you think they're going to play him 30 minutes, then play him. If you think they're going to keep playing him at 20 minutes, then it's hard to sell him as a play. So, um, But you can't say it's a bad play because it's whenever he does go off, I mean, he's going to be in the winning lineup there, and I'm pretty, pretty sure. Yeah, and, and that's kind of my thinking. I'm looking at a lot of these games where his minutes have been limited, and I'm looking at them, and I'm like, well, there's good reasons on why they were. Um, if were those games close, would they have been limited? And my thinking is probably not so much. You'd probably be looking at at least 27 or 28 minutes, and in those minutes, I feel confident at 6,400, especially in the matchup. And uh, I, I'd be more worried about the Warriors going small if Draymond was fully healthy. I think with him being limited to probably around 18, 20 minutes, uh, they're not going to spend that time um, playing him at center. If anything, they'd probably want to play in their starting lineup more alongside of Wiseman, especially because he's been a big mentor to Wiseman uh, so far in this young season. So um, I'm not necessarily you know scared off because if, if that's the case and if they are just running Draymond at the four, we're looking at Wiseman or Looney pretty much always playing um, – always playing the five. They're always going to have a big guy at the five. They're not going to play Pascal at the five. He's been pretty much trash all season long. So that's kind of my anticipation with that. So I, for all those reasons, I'm, I'm, that's that's kind of what's gauging me towards the Nurkic uh, side of things. But we'll uh, we'll slide over the Golden State things. And we, you know, we just talked about so many of their players and so many different scenarios and this and that. Uh, Curry comes in at 9,400, another guy that we have to talk about being high-priced on the slate. Uh, but we'll just, we'll just take this quickly because we're, we're already over an hour. Um, anybody on Golden State that you have interest in? You always got to be interested in Curry, say, I mean, 90, 9,400. He gets the usage. He gets hot. He'll put up 30 and a half. That gets you 60, 60 for a game. Uh, Curry, got to look at Curry. Uh, Wiseman got a tough matchup against Nurkic, but uh, at his price, he can pay off. Those are probably my two favorite plays on the Warriors side. Yeah, I don't mind looking at Curry. Um he just could always do it. Listen to Steph Curry. I probably won't end up getting too many shares of him when it comes down to it. Um, and then the only other guy I'm probably looking at might be a guy like Andrew Wiggins, just because, you know, the usage will continue to be there. Uh, he's playing much better than Ubre, and that's basically what it comes down to. They need, they desperately need somebody. If they're, if they're not in a game, it's because it's only Steph Curry there. They need Wiggins. They need Ubre. They're not getting Ubre right now. The dude can't hit water out of a boat. Um, so for that reason, I don't mind taking a couple shares of Wiggins. He burned me on that last slate as well. Uh, as you could tell, I, I think I put something on Twitter. I probably have my lowest score uh, of the season um, on that last slate. Wiggins absolutely scorched me as well. So that's probably it, though, and I'll draw the line right then and there with just those two players. So 
that is all we have for you guys. If you have a quick moment, go give us a follow. You can find me at Mike Apatria, M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A. Keith, why don't you let the good people know where they can find you? You can find me at Cash Out Keith. Just uh, all one word, Cash Out Keith. Uh, just make a Absolutely. big hit tonight. Yeah. Follow my Twitter. I'll throw some guys that I'm feeling out there. I threw out Ricky Rubio last game. I watched the start of that Timberwolves game, and I was absolutely amazed at how little team ball they were playing. So uh, I didn't necessarily say he was a good play. I was just saying I'm feeling that I've been basically like one game ahead, basically. I got my netto call in last Sunday, and then I I was feeling the mellow ball, and he kind of did okay, but he's been been – scorching hot the last two games so i've been maybe a game ahead i think rubio may be coming along but yeah follow my twitter i'm going to throw out some guys like that throughout the season for you yeah and even if you have any questions for uh for keith shoot him some questions whether it's start or sit lineup whatever it may be he's happy to help you guys same thing goes over here you can shoot him at me i'm happy to help you or just hey jump to the discord where you have a bunch of pros always available uh, so they can help you there as well. So, and then if you give us a five star rate and review, subscribe as well. All that is awesome. If you subscribe, you get the podcast notification right when you wake up in the morning. Download it, listen on your iTunes, uh, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, wherever you listen to it, the car ride to work, whatever you do. Um, I know I'm a huge podcast guy. I'm always in the car. So, uh, you know, once in a while, I'll even throw, uh, we'll, we'll even throw ourselves on there. And let me tell you, it is obnoxious to hear yourself talk. So I don't know how you guys deal with me. Um, but when I do it, 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 it's cringeworthy. But I know Santino will probably agree with that. We all know that, though. That, that goes without saying. But from everybody here over at Hoopball, thank you guys for listening. We will be back tomorrow. I will be running solo. Brenton is getting the night off. Guy works too hard over here. Pulling that new uh, that New Year's slate while we were all sitting there hungover. He was just pounding the pavement with articles and podcasts and all that good stuff. So we're giving him the night off. Uh, Santino will be doing the article. I will be uh, doing a solo show on the pod. But thank you guys for listening. Everybody over here, Hoop Ball, let's go crush some GPPs. Take care and good luck. This has been a Hoop Ball presentation.